Warrior Kids. My name is Pam Palmiter, and I'm the host of the Warrior Kids podcast, which of course is taped before our famous live studio audience. Can you believe that we are already on episode five? I can't believe it. Can you believe it, Cricket? Those five weeks have gone by so fast. I guess that's what happens when you're having fun. But wait a second. I haven't heard from George in a while. Oh, okay, there you are, George. You know, I think it's best if we try to keep track of where George is at all times. I don't think I want to step on George the alligator by mistake. So, what's going on with everybody? What's all the buzz about today? I hear from very good sources that today is a very special day. Can you guess? Or maybe, did your mom or dad tell you? Or maybe your teacher told you what today is? I mean, I know it's Wednesday, May the 20th, but what else? I'll give you a hint. That's called Amu. Amu means bee in the Mi'kmaq language. Amu. Today is World Bee Day. That's right. Today, people all over the world celebrate those cute, buzzing bumblebees. Do you know why? It's because they have a very important job. They pollinate all of the world's flowers and even our food. And I am so excited that it is World Bee Day today. We're so excited here at Warrior Kids Podcast that we decided to bring you a very special guest for this show. Can you guess who it is? He really loves bees. Today, we are really lucky. We get to talk to someone that I have looked up to for a very long time, Dr. David Suzuki. When I was a little girl, I used to watch David Suzuki's show, the nature of things with my dad. He seemed to know everything about nature, including lakes and rivers, trees and plants, and birds and animals. My dad always used to say that David Suzuki was someone to follow because he is a scientist who has dedicated his whole life to protecting all living things on our planet Earth, even the creepy crawly ones. Welcome to the Warrior Kids podcast, David Suzuki. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. We are so excited to have you here. Did you know we have never had a scientist on our Warrior Kids podcast show before? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what a scientist does. Well, a scientist is like, I think, most kids. We look out at the world and there are all kinds of things happening and we're curious about it. How does that happen? Why does it rain when the clouds are a certain shape? All kinds of questions, you know, why does the tide go up and down in the oceans? But scientists have a way of looking at it in a a very special way where they can actually say, hey, I think what's happening is this. And then you can test it with an experiment and see if you're right. So scientists are constantly kind of peeling back the layers of complexity in the world and trying to explain little bits and pieces of the whole thing. That's, and it's exciting and it's fun because you find out all kinds of things about nature that you never knew before. 
Well, that sounds both exciting and really important work. I noticed that in your nature shows, you help educate people about rabbits and eagles, elephants, turtles, and even insects. Yikes! Why is it important for warrior kids to learn about creepy crawly insects? No. I have to tell you, Pam, don't say yikes, creepy crawlies. You know, the most numerous for every human being on the planet, there are tens of millions of insects. Insects are the most uh, numerous, the most diverse, and the most important group of animals on the planet. If all insects disappeared, and they are disappearing very rapidly because we're spraying chemicals that kill insects all over the world, if insects disappear, many, many of the plants that depend on insects for pollination to reproduce, to grow babies of themselves, will disappear. That means the whole kind of the makeup of plants and animals on land will change if insects disappear. Now, we know that certain insects transmit disease and we don't like that. And, and uh, you know, if you go to the Arctic, people go, oh, those black flies are terrible and the mosquitoes are awful. But, you know, and people say, Mr. Suzuki, what's wrong with trying to kill all the black flies and all of the mosquitoes? But, you know, if you did that, you think of all of the birds that come all the way, many from South America, they migrate all the way up to the Arctic to have their babies. Why do they do that? They do that because when they land, there are mosquitoes and black flies that they can eat that will nourish them and allow them to have babies. So insects, and I say this because I have to tell the truth, ever since I was a young boy, I was an avid insect collector. I loved insects. And I was especially interested in beetles. You know, people like butterflies because they're so beautiful. But I love beetles. They are so fascinating. And yesterday I was out with my grandchildren and they rolled over a stump. And they said, oh, what's that beetle? That Grandpa, Grandpa, what's that beetle? And I picked it up and I said, that's an elater. Watch this. And I tipped it over on its back and they cock their, their head and thorax, they click it back and then click it, and it jumps into the air and turns right side up. And I'm sure many of your listeners here, probably you've seen something like that. You know, it's really fascinating. But, you know, aside from the fact that insects are wonderful and interesting, we need insects because they feed, I mean, there are a lot of fish, there are a lot of birds, the bats, that would never be able to survive if they don't have insects. So let's not call them creepy crawlies. They are fascinating creatures that keep the planet healthy and, and abundant. Well, insects sound really important, and I'm glad you shared that with us. We certainly don't want to do anything to all the flowers and the food for the birds, fish, and animals. Another thing, David, that I really admire about you is that you work alongside indigenous peoples as an ally and friend to help all of us protect all the living things on earth. Why is it so important to include indigenous peoples in your work? I think right now, as we're looking at the state of the world, we need more than anything else, the wisdom of indigenous people. You see, as a scientist, I look at the world and I study it in bits and pieces. 
And we make discoveries all the time because we don't know anything about how all of this works. We know very, very little. Indigenous people all over the world have come to their place on earth. So indigenous people thousands of years ago learned through their mistakes, learned through their in observations and, and discoveries, ways to live with nature in balance. And you know what, Pam? Indigenous people have been my greatest teachers, not people to work with me. They have taught me because Indigenous people say, I am part of the land. The land is me. The air here, the water here, they all are given to us by Mother Earth. And I am connected. And I have a responsibility because I thank the Creator for all of these wonderful things I get from nature. I thank him or her, and but I say I have a responsibility. I've got to behave properly to keep it all going. And that's what they have taught me. And when I've learned from them, you know, I've learned from Indigenous people that the most important things are earth, air, fire, and water. Mm -hmm. And that that uh, and when I look at it as a scientist, well, I, they're absolutely right. You know, if you don't breathe, if you don't have air for three minutes, you're dead. Yes. If you have to breathe air that's polluted with all kinds of things, you're sick. So, like indigenous people, I believe clean air is this great gift from the earth that we have a responsibility to protect. And we're all made up of water, but water leaks out of our skin and our mouth and our eyes. If we don't have water for four to six days, we're dead. If we have to drink, and I, it grieves me, it hurts me that indigenous people especially do not have access to clean water that comes from Mother Earth. And we've got to learn that this is so important and we've got to take care of it and we get all of our food from the earth we get all of our energy comes from the sun and what helps us get clean air clean water clean food and clean energy is our our relatives our brothers and sisters the plants and animals i was i trained as a geneticist i wanted to study heredity you know how we inherit things from mother and father to, to offspring and guess what? Genetics tells us that, in fact, all of the other living things on the planet are our relatives. And that's what indigenous people taught me first. They talk about, you know, the winged ones and the, the furred ones and the, the, the swimming ones. They are our relatives. We're genetically related because we all descended from the first organisms on the planet. Well, if you look out and see a tree or a bird or a fish as our relatives, mm -hmm. then we must treat them with greater respect than if we say, oh, well, they're just a resource. Let's chop it down or let's kill it. You know, that's all been taught to me by indigenous people. And right now we have this terrible crisis where we've changed the chemistry of the atmosphere. We've polluted the oceans with our plastic and we're, we're, we're destroying our forests around the world. We have to have the guidance of indigenous people from those territories to tell us, stop, stop. We've got to treat Mother Earth with greater respect because that's what we need to be alive and healthy. And so 
yes, I, I am honored that indigenous people are willing to teach me and to lead us into the way that we have to go. Well, it sounds like you've learned an awful lot from indigenous peoples and that indigenous peoples are an important part of having a healthy planet. Thanks so much for sharing all that. Now I know you're really busy trying to save the planet, but before we let you go, is there anything that warrior kids can do to help you and indigenous peoples protect the planet? Of course, and I think uh, most indigenous kids know what I'm going to say now, but we are still totally dependent on nature. Nature gives us the things that matter. And that's, again, what I've learned from Indigenous people. So I'm so thrilled to be on this show. But I want to tell your listeners, thank you. Thank you for being warriors. And the best things you can do right now are to listen to your grandma and your grandpa. Listen to the elders teach you about your place on Earth. And then fight like mad to help your mom and dad get back the right to take care of the land. And all over Canada now, there are battles going on. There are battles of indigenous people getting the right to protect their land. And we've got to try to help them because they're the only ones that know really how to live over long periods of time in a sustainable way. So please, I am thrilled to talk to warriors. You are the hope for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, David Suzuki. You're a warrior scientist in my mind, and you've helped inspire all of these warrior kids to make sure that we save the planet. Thank you so much for being here. I know we learned a lot today, and now it's time to put that education into action. Bye, David Suzuki. See you again soon. See ya. Thanks for having me. Wow, I still can't believe that we actually had Dr. David Suzuki on our Warrior Kids podcast. He is one of the most amazing warrior scientists that I know. He taught us a lot today, but there's two things that really stand out to me that's super important. One is that Indigenous peoples helped teach David Suzuki how to be a warrior scientist and protect the planet. I know I've learned a lot from David Suzuki about all things science and nature. I really like how we can all learn from one another. The other thing I learned from him is that insects are all really important for humans, plants, animals, birds, and fish. Even the really annoying or creepy insects. I never realized that our whole planet depends on insects and we can't live without them. What I'll do is I'll post some links to David Suzuki's website where you can watch some more nature shows. I'll also post a link to the World Bee Day website so you can learn more about bees. Thank you all for listening and I hope you send me your artwork and stories so that I can start decorating our Warrior Kids website. You can check us out online at www.warriorkidspodcast.com. Till next time, later Gators!